2: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. I'm going to start over in case you talked over it.
1: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Over the line, or Close it, he's in. A backhand with the by Tony Esposito. Stan McKee, that was a, a small guy, very cocky in those days. A white right, hand by Eddie Woodland, Magnuson, and he wouldn't trying to tear his hair out. NBC Chicago's James Navo. Perfect, 670, the scores hockey guy, Jay Zawaski. Hawks win! Hawks win again! Chris in overtime! Part of Blue Wire Podcasts. Game off the boards. He shoots his going. down to the Tames! A game winning goal! The Hawks live to fight another day! Bowling back, so The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Chicago's going to be in last place forever. Triple Threat Sports, Fry the Coop, and by the In Law Group, Let's Drop the Puck.
0: Welcome in, friends, to a special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and as always, I am joined by the one and the only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score and the I'm Fat Podcast. Jay, we just did a podcast a few days ago, felt like we got into basically every headline there was to get into, and then lo and behold, a new headline has emerged as Captain Jonathan Taves. uh, You may have heard of him, pretty good uh, hockey player. Yeah, that uh, Jonathan Tabe's character. Mm. I've heard quite a few things about that gentleman. He uh, released a social media video on Wednesday kind of detailing some of the health issues that he had been going through that caused him to miss last season. Says he's looking forward to rejoining his teammates. And, man, it was all other things aside that have been going on right now. It was just great to see Jonathan Tabe smiling and skating. Like It was just a beautiful Beautiful thing to see and made me really happy this morning when I saw it.
2: Yeah, those Jonathan Taves highlights uh, in the intro of our show hit a little differently today. That's for sure. It's great to hear him back. And look, we've not forgotten about the ugly story that's going around in the Blackhawks universe. We're going to acknowledge the very convenient timing for the Blackhawks to send this announcement. Jonathan Taves did it on his own social media, but the fact remains that this was dropped at a very convenient time for the Blackhawks. We're not going to lose sight of of the giant story we spent a lot of time on on the last podcast so if you want to hear our takes on that and you haven't yet go back and listen to that as well i also encourage you to listen to the interview with lawyer uh susan loggins on 670 the score with uh, parkinson spiegel if you want to check out that podcast she is the representative for john doe one and two but thanks for joining us twitter madhouse pod instagram madhouse underscore pod email madhousepod at gmail.com Maybe it's been a while since you've heard from Jonathan Taves, so you're going to hear from him right now. This is courtesy of the captain's Twitter account.
3: It feels great. It's been a long time. Honestly, I haven't taken this much time off here. So probably ever since I was a kid at least, so it's definitely nice to be back in Chicago, see some of the guys again, and just slowly, slowly but surely just kind of settle into uh, to the life and to, uh, to the routine again, so it's a, it's a good feeling right now. I just think there's a lot of things that just kind of piled up where my body just fell apart. And um, so what they're calling it was uh, chronic immune response syndrome, where I just couldn't quite uh, recover, and my immune system was reacting to everything that I did, any kind of stress, anything that I would do throughout the day, just there was always kind of that stress response. So it took some time, and that was the frustrating part, was not really knowing when or how we were going to get over the hump. but. Uh, Thankfully, I got a great support team of people that uh, helped me through it and learned a lot about uh, just the stress I put on my body over the years. And I appreciate all the support and a lot of people were worried and uh, definitely felt bad um, to a certain degree that uh, people were that worried that they thought it was really serious but in the back of my mind, you know, I'd, I'd get through it. It was just a matter of time. I wasn't too vocal about the things that I went through this year and um, definitely want to thank the fans, I mean my teammates, the, the organization, um, Rocky, Stan, Jeremy, um, everybody and the fans especially I think talked about the things that you appreciate and, and things that you maybe take for granted but I think number one thing is I've had so many people um, across the hockey world and, and fans and people that uh, have shown their support and I think that's the biggest thing is you realize there's more life than hockey. Um, but I'm excited to, to get back to the United Center and, and play and um, just go out there and, and, uh, and have fun. And I think uh, my best is going to come through and excited to get back in front of the fans.
2: There you have it, the captain himself. Man, it's good to hear his voice again, isn't it? <laughs>
0: hmm definitely. And then, of course, after this video released, Jay and I decided that we were going to do a podcast. And then as we were recording, Mark Lazarus of (laughs) The Athletic, that dude that we have cited so many times in the past because they're doing some incredible work over there, came out with an extremely lengthy and candid interview with Jonathan Taves that he conducted, said it's his first in-person interview in 16 months, which I thought was really interesting. But Taves got into uh, several different uh, elements of his absence, Uh, specifically there was a really Good one or really interesting part of this where he mentioned that he's probably a COVID long hauler. He said he had a very nasty bout with COVID 19 right before the pandemic really sprung to life in the United States and said that COVID may have been the catalyst of everything that's going on. He said, I have a hard time mentioning the word COVID because then everybody's asking about it and that's going to be the headline. He said he's trying to stay away from it. He's not a doctor. And then he said that. The COVID long haulers tend to deal with a lot of stress and their body reacts to stress in specific ways. And he said that it could have potentially led to this. Just a lot of very interesting uh, bits in this article. I would strongly encourage you all to uh, read it. And yeah, it is very interesting hearing in the captain's own words kind of the struggle that he went with as a guy who has really made it his life's work to kind of perfect his body with his diet, with his workout. We all know about the different things that he does to try to help better himself and to make himself healthier. And this had to be incredibly scary and incredibly frustrating to come up against an obstacle that there wasn't any bulldozing your way through. He mentioned in the video, basically, he just had to wait it out.
2: Yep. Uh, This is, you know, it's funny. We actually just to let people behind the curtain, you said it, but the reality is, we had just ended the podcast. Honestly, I was like, all right, buddy, talk to you later. And then this this Lazarus thing pops up. This checks out a lot for me. One of my good friends uh, had COVID back in November. And he is a long hauler COVID, I don't know, you say survivor, I suppose would be the word. Um, but it, his symptoms have been horrible. He's a young guy. He's a healthy guy. And it's just been wrecking havoc on him and he's still to this day dealing with the symptoms of this thing to where simple like getting up and walking around the block will debilitate him for an entire day now he's not in the same physical shape as jonathan taves and doesn't have an army of trainers at his beck and call all the time like taves does but this really checks out and i think this sort of connects the dot uh as to what he said earlier in the video to what it probably is. This makes all the sense in the world. And I, I'm a little bit surprised, just knowing the way Jonathan Taves is and how he's an advocate for things and how he's pretty outspoken, that he would not and I'm not I'm not criticizing him. I'm just I just think knowing his personality, it's a bit of a surprise that he was so secretive about COVID and still is trying to be. That yeah, you know, I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to mention it. Um I don't know why. I think you know having that having it represented by someone like taves i think is important right to have people say like wow if it can happen to him it can happen to me that's sort of the idea but i i I could see why he's uncomfortable with it but i'm just a little bit surprised that he was not more of a more vocal about it but um hey the good news is he's back he's got some answers and uh, all things positive from here on out hopefully
0: Yes, yeah, And he said his goal is to be back out on the ice for the uh, opener in October, whenever that's scheduled for says that he's obviously taking his time and taking great pains to make sure that he's healthy and a hundred percent, but just again, a really good uh, profile done by Mark Lazarus. I'm obviously excited for him that he got to do an in-person interview. I know we all miss doing things like that. And, Hopefully, again, Jonathan Taves is able to accomplish that goal that he set out. It is a very enlightening piece, and he does get a little bit into the uh, Brad Aldrich accusations as well. So that is definitely worth your time uh, on all counts for sure.
2: Yeah, I want to mention one thing too on the Aldrich thing. Taves does sort of push back about the statement that a a former player said that everybody on the two team knew. Taves says, "I don't know who the player is." but it's kind of annoyed me when it seemed like it fed the fire a little bit. When that player commented that everybody on the team knew that wasn't true, as far as I know, some guys may have caught whispers of it, and some guys were clueless until the next year. I don't think that was an accurate statement. I said on the last podcast we did. uh, I said it on the air at 670, the score. I had a former player on that team say the same to me as well, that in fact, not every player knew that that had gone on, and there were still people finding out about it as the story was breaking so take it for what it's worth believe the players don't believe the players i'm just telling you what i was told and jonathan tave seems to sort of confirm that uh there so we encourage you as we always do subscribe to the athletic it's awesome it's the co- cost of a cup of coffee a month and it is the best sports coverage you're going to get outside of james Navo's coverage on nbc chicago if you had to pay for that it'd be worth every penny but you don't it's free because james loves you
0: your, your flattery is just
2: like. <laughs> it's just good to see him back on the ice and and it sounds like from all things he's going to be back next year and we can just expect Jonathan Taves to be part of the Blackhawks again and that is good news
0: yeah obviously there's uh going to be a lot of time for speculation about what the return means in terms of roster construction but I think what This ultimately boils down to, of course, is two things, one of which we wanted to make sure that Jonathan Taves was healthy no matter what, that he obviously was going to have good quality of life, yada, yada. That's always the first thing that we talk about in these situations, and quite obviously it sounds like this is a situation where he feels that his body is sufficiently recovered and isn't reacting to stresses the same way that it did when he was missing time, so we can obviously infer then that he has that quality of life that you and I talk about so often when it comes to these long term medical issues and then the second part obviously we can get into is obviously this was the biggest question facing the Chicago Blackhawks on the ice this offseason, right? It was whether or not Jonathan Tabes was going to be part of the mix next season in the 82 game season. And this seems to be a pretty conclusive answer that he is going to be part of it. And so that raises a whole host of questions about who's going to play center, which forwards are going to be re-signed, which forwards are going to be traded. The Blackhawks, as I'm sure all of our listeners know, have approximately 6,473 three forwards under contract for next <laughs> season. It's a really blatant violation of the NHL's 50 contract rule. I'm not quite sure how Stan Bowman's gotten away with this, but I, I think that this obviously answers the biggest question the Blackhawks have going into the draft and free agency and obviously is going to dictate a lot of what the team ends up doing in both of those things and it's just it's great that Jonathan Tabes is back and it's great to talk about him in a way where we know he's going to be part of the plans moving forward it's fr- it's really awesome and it was really great to hear from him to see him skating and just to know that he's going to be part of the mix moving forward
2: I think we all sort of expected this but to have it officially answered. Uh, is is great. I'm very happy, and I was pleased to see that announcement come down today. And uh, I, I don't know. It, just, it was him out there on the ice and Connor Murphy, and I think brinket was there with him, too, in the little video he posted on his Twitter. Uh, so it's a great thing, a good thing uh, that the captain's back. I know every Hawks fan, uh, regardless how you feel about the salary cap and the team at the moment and all those sort of things, uh, everybody loves Jonathan Taves. And, uh, boy, some of the things that were flying around you know, as everyone was trying to sort of guess and connect dots um, while we didn't know were scary, you know, and, and he mm-hmm. sort of acknowledges that in the video. He's saying like, hey, I know, you know, people were really worried about me. We're thinking it was some really horrible stuff. Uh, I'm glad to know that it was something that he seems to have a pretty firm grasp on. Nothing life threatening. And that's great. And, I, and I, I think as you hear this and as you think about how the last year has gone, just remember this in the future, the next time someone's out with something we don't know about, we don't have the full information. Be careful with the speculation that you hear because people were talking about some really serious things like ALS and like cancer and all these sort of things were just flying around and people were talking about them as if they were facts just because they've heard it through the game of telephone so many times. Just be careful. Right. You know, cuz if someone says, "Oh yeah, my uncle, he's a he's a cop and he knows Taves, he knows a guy who works at the hospital and he saw him" and that becomes if it's repeated enough, then it becomes truth, right? It's the purple monkey dishwasher thing on The Simpsons. Eventually, you know, the the wrong thing gets said enough, and it becomes fact. So, uh, just be careful in the future. I think it's a good lesson for everybody, and even me. Like, I kept hearing the rumors, like, "Well, God, maybe I'm just, maybe I have the wrong sources, or they're, or they're just not telling me." Because so many people are so sure about that. I'm glad that you and I were careful, and a lot of uh, other people were too. And and I'm glad that it's not something. That will affect his his life long term.
0: Well, yeah why why on earth would we want to spread misinformation? I right. mean, I obviously work in the news business, and I'm sure that a lot of our listeners probably are thinking of this. So, oh, NBC's fake news anyway. We take great pains to make sure that our stories are correct. And yes, it is awesome to be first. It's, there's few things in life that match the high of getting a story first and getting it out there and getting all the plaudits and kudos after that. But the reality is we're looking to get the right story. And obviously, all of these things about Jonathan Taves, it was all conjecture. We warned everybody repeatedly not to believe what your Uncle Billy had to say. Hey, you leave my Uncle Billy John- out of this. <laughs> Uncle Billy's a saint. Is rambling? Gr- is that rambling? Grimaces. Uncle is Uncle Billy. <laughs> Maybe I think um, of
2: Uncle Billy on uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." Idiot! Oh
0: jeez, <laughs> um, that's not the reference I was going for, but I do like. That.
2: I do have an Uncle <laughs> Billy. That's awesome. It would not report fake news.
0: Thank you. The, the The whole idea, though, is again that we just wanted to share our. Honest opinions on the situation and also to freely reveal that we didn't know what was going on. I think that there's a tendency to kind of try to act like you know more than you do a lot of times in this industry. And I think that a lot of reporters and podcasters, us included, showed the appropriate level of restraint. And I do think that it's a good lesson to carry forward, not just in situations like this where you're talking about medical issues and things like that, but definitely other interlocker room conflicts, trades, whatever it is, it's okay not to know. You obviously should keep making an effort to know, but it's it's fine not to know. It's not the end of the world. I assure you, you're not going to lose if you end up losing out on a scoop to Jonathan Taves himself when he releases a video like he did today I assure you no one's going to hold it against you if you wait for the facts to come out it's not a bad
2: thing definitely all right we got one more little news item to get to Uh, the ESPN ABC has announced their NHL roster for next season or roster of broadcasters so we're gonna take a quick time out and tell you about that, but first we want to tell you about our friends at Fry the Coop and FryTheCoop.com. What's Fry the Coop? The best damn Nashville hot chicken in the world. Oaklawn, Elmhurst, Westtown, Prospect Heights, Tinley Park. Come get your happiness at FryTheCoop.com. We'll be right back with more on the Madhouse Chicago hockey podcast.
0: Welcome back into this special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Jay and I have been talking about the return of Jonathan Taves, who announced uh, some things about his health uh, this morning that obviously was great news for Blackhawk fans. He was out skating, indicated that he's going to be back with the team next season. But now we do have to get to another headline about how the games are going to be presented. We already know that Pat Foley is going to be stepping down as Blackhawks broadcaster at the end of next season. But on a national level, There's a couple of new broadcasting partners the NHL has with Turner Sports and with ESPN, and the latter announced a slate of broadcasters, and there are some really, really good names on this list.
2: Real quick, you mentioned it, the Pat Foley replacement. We ran a poll on that, and I said John Wideman, Len Casper, um, and uh, Judd Surratt. Who would you like to replace? And The overwhelming majority went to John Wideman. I think that's interesting. A name I excluded that I shouldn't have: Stephen Nelson, who did a great job during the World Championships. I really like him as a play-by-play guy, right? Chicago guy, young guy, enthusiastic. Throw his name in the hat for me. I don't know if he's a candidate or not, but I am nominating him myself. Okay, so ESPN crew for hockey. Obviously, you know, Greg Wyshynski's there. He writes there. That's puck daddy for all you old hockey fans. Same Uh,
0: with Emily Kaplan. She also has been reporting there forever.
2: Correct. Both of them will be involved. I'm really happy for the few hockey enthusiasts at ESPN. John Bouchergross, Steve Levy, Linda Cohn, among them, are back on the coverage. John Bouchergross will do some play-by-play, as will Steve Levy. Linda Cohn will be the uh, studio host Uh, and for inside the crease so some of the big names here though Chris Chelios has been hired as an analyst Ryan Callahan we've seen his work before Brian Boucher moves from NBC to uh, ABC ESPN etc Ray Ferraro uh, makes the jump over to the states which is great I love Ray Ferraro Mark Messier hired as an analyst also I saw Hillary Knight the uh, US women's hockey player is has been hired as an analyst so I like, oh, Kevin Weeks as well. I love Kevin Weeks as an analyst. I think that will be short lived because I think he's getting a front office job uh, soon. It feels that way. It's like his time has come. And former goaltender Rick DiPietro also serving as an analyst. So lots of good people on the staff. There's more we haven't mentioned, but. Um, I think Sean McDonough is going to be their lead play-by-play guy. I think I, I was actually that just about to
0: mention that. I was going to say, how dare you omit the biggest like news of all—that he's basically going to be the Doc Emrick slash Kenny Albert of their coverage. He's going to be the head honcho.
2: Hey, I, I like it, man. I like that they're <laughs> spending money. They're bringing in big names. They're trying some people out. Uh, what I, that was sort of my concern was what is their commitment level going to be to hockey? And just looking at this roster preliminar- preliminarily. I said that right, didn't I? Uh, Preliminarily, I I like what they've done. I'm pretty happy with what they have. And now we got to see what Turner comes up with. And we should find that out very, very soon.
0: I thought there were uh, there were some definitely cool names on the list. AJ Molesko is another uh, yeah, analyst who's coming so over good. from NBC. She'll be helping out with the coverage. Cassie Campbell-Pascal, I think, is from Sportsnet, I believe. She is going to be joining the uh, ESPN crew as an analyst. Really liked that hire as well. Uh, a couple of really uh, good reporters on the list. Uh, Leah Hextall apparently is going to do some play-by-play and some uh, reporting for the NHL. I think that's a really uh, solid hire by ESPN then of course Barry Melrose is still around guys the (laughs) mullet lives and he is still going to be on the uh the old tv for nhl games on espn so yes there are uh, and like jay said there are a million other people that we didn't mention specifically but i'm really excited to see uh some of the things that leah hextall and hillary knight bring to the mix uh I, i'm really really interested to see how chris chelios and mark messier do as analysts i don't really get the vibe that they're gonna be hellfire and brimstone type dudes but i'm Willing to give him a shot, man. Let's see what they got. And same thing, obviously, with Ryan Callahan. I'd like to see what he's going to do in an expanded role as well. And then I just like some of those standbys they brought in. Like, Ray Ferraro is just the bomb. I love that dude. Yeah, He is so good. I thought Sean McDonough got kind of a bum rap when he was calling Monday Night Football games. I thought that he was really good at that. Interested to see how he does at hockey. And it's just, it's very, it's a very interesting, uh, cast that they've put together, I suppose, for hockey games. And I do think that it shows their, uh, emphasis on making sure that they're doing this the right way. And I think it's going to be potentially a really beneficial partnership for the NHL.
2: By the way, we do have a little bit of news on Turner sports. Uh, Kenny Albert will be with Turner. Wayne Gretzky will be with Turner as will Eddie Olchek. So, Um, Those are the names we have so far on their roster. I'm sure more to come. But um, Olchek, Albert, and Gretzky are on the Turner side of things. So, so far, the hockey coverage is looking pretty solid. I can't complain. I, I don't know what Gretzky brings as an analyst, but, hey, you don't get there's no bigger name than him. So uh, I look for. I do kind
0: of love the fact that he and Messier got hired by different
2: networks.
0: (laughs) Maybe they can like start a rivalry or something.
2: Now let's see. ESPN has to hire Yager, and then uh, Turner will hire Mario Lemieux.
0: I'm sure that's going to be fine. (laughs) There's no conflict of interest there, right? Being that he's the owner of a team.
2: No, no, not at all. How dare you? How dare you imply such things? Uh, (laughs) And before we wrap up, a little bit of breaking news here. I'm just seeing this cross my Twitter account now. Our buddy, Chris Bowden, who for the last four years has been the Blackhawks pre and post game host on radio, uh, was told today that his host position is being eliminated due to COVID related financial losses. So he thanks the Hawks and his teammates, John Weidman and uh, Troy Murray. So, man, that sucks. Chris Bowden is an awesome dude. He did a really good job as a pre and post game host. And I'm sure uh, whatever's next for Chris Bowden will be great for him and great for the audience because he is a great guy. He was awesome at his job. So best wishes to Chris from James and I at the Madhouse Podcast. Anything you want to add here before we tie a bow on this and you have to get to work
0: <laughs> yeah. Before I have to go and uh, do my big boy job. Yeah, right. I did want to mention one thing you had kind of got that gotten to this off of the top of the show. But I did want to emphasize one thing about people who are dismissing the Jonathan Taves announcement as just a PR stunt by the Blackhawks to distract attention away from what's going on with the sexual abuse allegations that have been going around and I just I have to say this this isn't a zero sum game in terms of your attention. Like you can't assume that oh look, shiny object over here, Jonathan Taves. Even if that's what the Blackhawks decided that they wanted to do, if this was some master plan by the Blackhawks to distract everybody. There is no law that says you can only pay attention to one thing at a time. It is possible to hold two ideas in your head at the same time and to know that, yes, on a human level, it is awesome to see Jonathan Taves back on the ice, really happy to see him healthy, excited to see what he's going to bring to the mix when he comes back this season, while at the same time still acknowledging that there is a very dark cloud over the Blackhawks and that I still stand by what I've said previously. And I don't think that the independent investigation by the Blackhawks themselves is a sufficient response to what's going on. It is possible to hold both of those opinions at the same time. So I really would encourage our listeners, don't poo-poo or discourage people from feeling good human vibes or whatever you want to call it from seeing Jonathan saves back out on the ice don't discourage them from doing that just because of the other stuff that's going on it is possible to hold both of those thought processes in your head at the same time that's all I'm saying
2: it's very well said and I agree with you um and remember if you want to get our takes on what is happening off the ice with the Brad Aldrich situation uh tune into our episode from June 28th and we spend a lot of time on that. Not much has changed since then. As things change, we'll keep you updated. As you see, we've done, what, three podcasts this week. Your interview with Laura Saba previewing the Stanley Cup final. Uh, our our episode for Monday talking about Foley and the uh, Brad Alder situation. And, of course, today talking about Jonathan Taves' uh, apparent return. So we're always here for you just because the Hawks are not on the ice right now doesn't mean we won't be here. The, the offseason, actually, is some of our busiest time and best shows so make sure you stick here make sure you subscribe and turn on those notifications uh, so you know as soon as we post an episode uh, you'll get notified and you'll be ready to go so before we wrap up i want to thank our sponsor kent Simpson, of the Simpson law group injuries you got a slip and fall case injury as a result of something at work uh, automobile uh, injury Reach out to him. His firm's results speak for themselves with millions recovered for their clients. Sinsen Law Group charges no fees unless they win for you. Call for a free consultation, 312 332 2107, or visit SinsenLawGroup.com. Don't go offsides, go top shelf. Call the Sinsen Law Group now. For my partner, James DeVoe, my name is Jay Zawoski. This is the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.
1: The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast was brought to you by Try the Coop, Triple Threat Sports, and by the in Law Group. I'm Amira Rose Davis, historian and co-host of the sports podcast Burn It All Down. And now I'm hosting the new season of American Prodigy, all about black girls in gymnastics. For the last 40 years, black gymnasts have moved from the margins to the core of the sport and changed gymnastics along the way. Now they tell their stories. You'll meet trailblazers like Diane Durham, superstars like Jordan Childs, and everyone in between. Listen to American Prodigies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.